Okay, Shavua Tov, everyone, and Chodesh Tov. Um, okay, we're in the last stretch now before uh, Shavuos, Rosh Chodesh, Rosh Chodesh Sivan, which I want to discuss for a second. But before we start the shir, I just want to mention that this shir is being sponsored by Mayor Bendelstein, a very, one of the illustrious alumni of, of Nevei Tzion. Bezor Hashem, uh, he should be Zoha that we have Marbet in Torah, and he has a chilek in it, very important chilek in it, Mir Tzashem. We're all coming together to learn, and he should uh, share in that s'fus, the s'fus of the Rabbim that are learning. Amen. Okay. Uh, Rosh Chodesh. So what, what I'd like to uh, just point out over here is, in, in general, whenever we say Hallel, we're, we're celebrating something. Say halal on Pesach, we're going to say halal on Shavuos, etc. Sukkis. Question is that what we want to think about a little bit is halal on Rosh Chodesh. What is the halal commemorating? What exactly are we celebrate? What what exactly are we saying halal for on Rosh Chodesh? So, right. I hope that this is something that you know, we'd like to think about for a second. So I just want to share an idea that I heard. And it, uh, the understanding is like this. Um, the Jews, as you know, count their calendar both on a solar basis and on a lunar basis. 
In other words, exact, exactly what's happening now is, uh, since you, we live here in the Middle East, uh, I think the Middle East is moving to America too, but not as much as it is over here. So uh, to, today is also an Arab holiday. I don't know, Idul Fitr, whatever that is exactly, I'm not sure. Uh, but it's after the month of Ramadan. So by the Arabs, they only keep a lunar calendar. And therefore, the month of Ramadan keeps moving around as the uh, seasons move. In other words, the difference between the solar year and the lunar year is 11 days. So as you know, in our calendar, every three years approximately, we have to add on another month to compensate for that. Otherwise, Pesach would move around just like their holidays move all around, depending on how many years, you know. Every, every three years, they're losing a month as far as the season goes. And that's where we have to, as I say, we compensate that way. We, we not only count, we, our month is lunar, but we always make sure that Pesach comes out in the spring and that Sukkot comes out in the fall. So therefore, in order to be able to uh, make sure of that, we compensate by adding on a month approximately every three years. So that's uh, as far as the technical idea of, uh, of Rosh Chodesh. And that's how, how we, uh, we work out our calendar that way. Um, why is it that the Jews count to the moon and not to the sun? So the, an understanding is, is that the sun excuse me, the moon rather, has none of its own light. The moon reflects the sun's light. And therefore, the message to the Jewish people is, is that we have, to, we have to look at ourselves, that we are looking to reflect something in this world. We are B'Tselem Elohim. We are a reflection of Hashem. When a, when a person would see a Jew, he should be looking at a, repre, a representative of Hashem in this world. They should see Hashem in the world. And that's our mission statement. We are here to represent Hashem in the world. And therefore, this is, the mes- this is one of the messages of Rosh Chodesh, that we, we look to the moon because we have to realize just as the moon has nothing of its own, he's merely just a reflection of the sun. So too, the Jewish people realize that it's not us, but rather we are trying to reflect Hashem in the world. Now, if we look at, at the moon in general, it's a very fascinating thing in that the moon starts out very small and then it increases up until day number 15. And then from day number 15, it keeps, uh, it, it, it wanes, it waxes and it wanes. It becomes great, becomes bigger and then it starts uh, waning to be, until it disappears. For 24 hours, the Gemara tells us that the moon is not visible. After the moon finishes the cycle, for the next 24 hours, it's not visible anywhere in the world, and then it comes back again. So if we if we look in Jewish history, it's also very fascinating uh, that from Avram Avinu till the generation of Shlomo, those are 15 generations. 15 generations from Avraham until Shlomo, who built the base of Migdash, and when the Jewish people had reached their pinnacle, their zenith, the base of Migdash was built, the Shekhinah was in the Jewish people. The Jewish people had reached their ultimate for those of 15 generations. From Shlomo HaMelech until Tzitkiyo HaMelech, who was the last king of, uh, from David HaMelech's family until Mashiach comes, the generations there as well. And it keeps going down, down, down until finally Tzitkiyo was blinded by Nebuchadnezzar when he was taken away to Bavel. So we see that the Jewish people as a whole also have this 
historical process that we go through our our wane, our waxing, we, we grow great, and then we go down. And then Shalom, like I say, with the Golas, from the face of Midras, it looked like the Jewish people were gone. And then they came back again. So this is the message of Rosh Chodesh, that number one, we are reflections of Hashem in the world, and that's how we have to look at ourselves. And number two, that we're always going through different periods. There are periods where we're becoming greater, there are periods when we're going down, but we're always here. And that's the guarantee that Hashem has given the Jewish people, is that we're eternally here. And, and that is the message of the moon. The moon is teaching us it becomes big, goes down, and it disappears, and then it comes back again. That's the Jewish people. So in a certain respect, this is what we're celebrating on Rosh Chodesh, and this is what we're, say, we're saying halal all about, as on the, the Haftocha, the, the, the bracha that Hashem has given the Jewish people, that we are here for eternity. And specifically, now that it's Rosh Chodesh Sivan, so now the Jewish people have come together. This is a, an opportunity, because as I said, on Rosh Chodesh Sivan, it mentions as Vayichen Ha'am, Neged Ahar, the Jewish people arrived in by Har Sinai, and they were one in unison. So if we see on Rosh Chodesh Sivan that the Jewish people came as one unit to be Makabal the Torah, then obviously this opportunity comes back again to us. Because so everything that happened, anything that's in the Chumash is eternal, and the message of the, of the Torah is eternal. And if this is what happened on Rosh Chodesh Sivan, then it must be that on Rosh Chodesh Sivan, this opportunity to come together again as one and to, and to work as a common unit to be prepare ourselves to be macabre the Torah, and this is our opportunity, and we need to take full advantage of it. Because as it says in, um, you know, Rashi brings down, by all the other days, when in creation it mentions Yom, Yom Echad, Yom Sheni, Yom Shlishi, Yom Revi, Yom Chamishi, Yom Hashishi, the extra hay. So uh, what, what does the extra hay represent? So Rashi quotes the Medrash, and he tells us it represents the sixth day of Sivan, on the day that uh, the Jewish people makabled the Torah. Because on that, all of creation was waiting in the balance, because all of creation only came into existence al Tanai on condition that the Jewish people would, <coughs> would at, at, the point, at then, be, be makabled the Torah. The Jews wouldn't, then there would be no point to creation, and uh, it would go back to Tovavo. But this, this is the, what we're come, This is what we're preparing for. We come. We are preparing for our Kabbalah Satora in this month, and uh, it's very important that we Hashem, come together for this. It's a. It's a. It, as I mentioned last week, it is a common effort. The Tariyag Mitzvahs of the Torah rep, are can only be done and you in combination with all the Jewish people together. There's no one who can be left out because that's the only way the Jewish people can. Uh, uh, to be Makabal Torah is as a complete unit. Okay, so that's the idea that I wanted to share with you now as far as Rosh Chodesh and as far as uh, Kabbalah Satorah. Now I want to read with you or learn with you a piece from the Peleoites, which is somewhat uh, correlated. The piece is Hisorus, uh, an opportunity for a Jew to inspire himself. So it says like this, Hisorus who klal gadol b'Torah, this this understanding of Hisorus, this idea of inspiring oneself, is, an, is a fundamental in Torah. This, is, this defines a person. A person has to focus in order to inspire himself. To have an awe of Hashem. 
it's always this balance between Ahava and Yira, which push us to be to 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 move to our completion to fulfill our mission. to in order for us to move and to accomplish all good things, kitikuno as it should be done properly. When we do a job, we want to do the job right. We don't want to do a very sloppy job. We do something, we want to do something that we're proud of and we try to do it properly. in order to understand what to do. yodo, so that's in the positive, the asetov. yodo kolra, and to, to avoid at all costs doing something that will be detrimental to us. but what can a person possibly do? What can a person do in a situation where there is nothing that's inspiring him? There's nothing there. Right? Like it says in Pirkei Avos, that um, what am I supposed to do if there's nobody there to help me? We have to be quite understanding and aware if we have to, we know we have to know what's out there in front of us. Our Yetzirah is 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 putting a well, Tardema is like a slumber. He's trying to anesthetize you. He's, he's, he's pushing, he's putting you in situations, and he's putting in your mind uh, a situation where you are not inspired naturally. That's not the way people are. I once heard the name of the Ger Rebbe that he said that that's why Hashem created gravity, for a person to realize that you're always being pulled down. A person has to work hard to go against gravity. In order to, to, to accomplish, you're always going against gravity because gravity is always pulling you down. That's the, that's the lesson we have to take from the natural laws that you're being pulled down. And this is what the Yetzirah is doing to us. He's trying to put us in a certain stupor, not to, 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 to do things in a very lackadaisical manner. But everyone has an opportunity to correct the situation. And if a person plans it out, he'll be able to fight the battle. Because again, we have to realize there's something I heard in the name of an old Sar Shalom, the Belzarebi. He said that what? That if a general sends his army out, by nature he's going to give them the weapons that they need to fight the battle. No general who's a self-respecting individual. It's not like the Russians who sent their, their men out there just to take bullets. But uh, a, a general that's looking to win a war, he's going to give his soldiers what it's necessary to be able to fight that war. So obviously, if Hashem has put us in a situation, I, have, I heard once from one of my Talmudim, he said, I have a double dose of a certain Yetzirah. And might very well be true that Hashem has given everyone their, their combination their, their, their difficulties, but their strengths as well. We have weaknesses, we have strengths. No two people have the same strengths and the same weaknesses. And it might very well be that this person might have a, an extra weakness, but on the other hand, then obviously he has within his whole com- composition a strength that will be able to overcome that weakness. And that's his, that's, that's his mission in life, to, to work on that. And a person should never think, well, I, I'm, I'm disadvantaged. There's no such thing as a person being disadvantaged. Everyone who has a disadvantage in one area, then Hashem is by nature, Hashem is not setting someone up for failure. That cannot be. That's 
There's an absolute illogical idea. Hashem's not going to put a person in a situation where he's bound, where he has to fail. He just needs to work in certain areas and he has to pull from certain strength that he might not be in touch with and he'll have to get in touch with it. But a person has to realize that we're here to fight a battle that Hashem has given us the ability to fight that battle. I can't fight your battle for you. You have to fight the battle that you have. My war is not your war. We're all fighting different wars over here. And we have to realize that. And I can, I can learn from other people and I can be inspired by it and see how they were able to, to take from their situations and what they did. So that can inspire me now to try and work on, on my difficulties and try to, build, try to find my strengths to, uh, to be able to be successful. Okay, that's, that's for sure true. But to, to follow the footsteps of someone else might not necessarily be what I need to do. So I have to, I have to understand that and, and speak with someone who will be able to give me a proper hadrocha for what I need, not what someone else needs, because that's not necessarily going to be what I need. So we have to think about it, and that's the only way we'll be able to be successful in the war. Because again, we have to realize, just like by a soldier, a soldier, you always have, uh, they always go through training because when it comes to war, they have to be like a machine. It has to be second nature by them. Like by Yosef, I once heard, you know, when Yosef was being tempted by Potiphar, by Aisha's Potiphar, rather, he just ran. There was no time to, you don't think, you just have to realize, I just run. That's it. That, because if I would have stayed another minute, who knows what would have happened? That, that's what I have to realize, that a soldier has to prepare himself for when the situation, when the HR is going to start, is going to put him in a stupor or overwhelm him. So there's no time to start thinking about what to do. It has to be second nature within the person already. So he'll be able to act immediately. It's like a soldier when he's in his, when he's asleep and they, and they tap him on the shoulder, he jumps and he's doing something already. He, he, it's like a robot. But that's what it has to be when they saying with the same with the Yetzirah. But isn't it the Yetzirah? Because when, when the Yetzirah is overwhelming me, the less limit the Yetzirah Tov. You're not going to remember the Yetzirah Tov then. It's not going to work. Afatah, so to you, Kadme Larisha, you you go you you make the the initial move to this Russia Adil before he'll come to you. Like it says, Habolahor Kaf, you know someone's coming to kill you. Hashkem Lahor go. You take the you take the initiative. You don't wait for him to come to you. You have to take the initiative. So if we now understand the Yet Sahara is trying to destroy us, and that and that literally is trying to destroy me in every way, I have to take that it seriously, and I have to make the necessary. Um, Preparation to be able to be one step ahead, at least try. And you should do, as I say, in the, in the topic of Geder, maybe we'll do that, maybe at one point. A person should try to write down for himself ideas that will inspire him. And read it, read it. In other words, write yourself a letter. If a person realizes that he gets into certain situations where he feels down or he feels un unmotivated or uninspired, so what he needs to do, I used to tell the Talmudim very often, to take a picture of them while they're learning, take a picture of them by the co-cell. Do something that when, it, when you look at it, or like he's saying over here, write yourself a note of what you, you know, what you're thinking for yourself, what you, what you want to do for yourself, and read it over. And don't let, and don't let the despair of the Yetzirah try to overwhelm you because that's what he tries to do. He looks for any weak point in you and he tries to exacerbate it, to pull down the whole building. And we have to try to uh, work with it and to do other ways to, you know, to build ourselves up. So you say, try to think about things or like I said, look at pictures or something like that, that would inspire a person. 
or Besvarim Hamadabrim Bosuin, or read Svarim that talk about it. Today we have uh, motivational speeches. We have all sorts. We have Musa. We have anything you want at any moment. You can go on. You have Torah 24-7 even. Uh, the instruments on six, and uh, you have someone to speak to. Right? You can get it on 24-7 all the time. If there's something that comes, if it's something that's daily, then you then you inspire yourself daily. If it's like davening with a minion, and you're having difficulty going to a minion or things of that nature, so then inspire yourself every day. If it's something that comes every once in a while, it's always important that right before I know I'm going to be. Uh, presented with a responsibility, something that I, uh, I need to do. So then prior, very close prior to it, right before it, read something that will help inspire you to do it. At the right time, it's, it's proper. Just as I say, now Shavuos is an opportunity for Kabbalah Satora. It comes once a year, this Kabbalah Satora. Uh, and we're, again, a person can always do tshuva and can always inspire himself. But if we have an up, this is a, a, a zman that's mesugal for Kabbalah Sator for a person. If a person really wants to make that connection, then we need to appreciate what is Torah, what is Torah, what does Torah mean to me? What is Torah all about? What is, what, what is Torah? Try to get an awareness of that. So then I'll, 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 I'll push myself to want to do. In other words, if I'm going to stay up all night for, on Shavuos night, I want to know what am I what am I giving up my sleep for? What is this all about that I'm I'm preparing for? What am I staying up all night for? What is it? And it's not the cheesecake. Oh, yeah, I hope not anyway. And it's important for a person that he should learn. He should say over him inspiring things to his family. At each time. It's not just myself, it's it's a family, we work as a family unit. Because if a person verbalizes something, what is, all this, what is this mitzvah? And how to, how to do it properly. What's the reason behind it? What's what, or some something is, is inappropriate. What, what is this Aveira? How serious is it? and how a person stay away from it. Gamu Yosef das, it's going to add to it. The more you speak it over, if you keep it to yourself, so it doesn't necessarily have all the power that it can have. If a person speaks it out, speaks it over to others, speaks it over with his family, as he's mentioning over here, it can definitely create an, a, a very strong environment to want to inspire someone to do something or to stay away from things that are harmful. Lishchazik Yosef become even more more committed, think about it in his heart, but it's constantly. It's, a domal, it's, a, it's like we say in the Gemara Makos, I learned an awful lot from my teachers, and from my students, I learned the most. Right, because why is that, he's saying? I, I'm thinking now because when it's Talmidim, because you're speaking it out to your Talmidim, you're speaking to your Talmidim. So when you speak to your Talmidim, you're giving over something to them. So then obviously that's bouncing back on you. It's it's hit it's hitting them, but but equally and if not more importantly, it's bouncing back to you because you have to express it. And if you have to express it and you're being sincere about it, it means you're living it and it becomes part of you. So when you're learning from a Rebbe, you're listening more. 
when you're learning, when you're teaching your Talmidim, then you're speaking it out. And we're speaking something out, then it becomes much more you than just by, by listening to it. So I, I think that's the idea he's trying to mention over here, which is very important to speak things out. And this is something which we're very familiar with, but the, the Muslim teachers always mention this idea. What a person does on the outside, it definitely penetrates one's inner emotions as well. Even though you think, well, what, what's it going to do just by going through the motions? Going through the motions, if I'm looking for an inspiration, then like we're pointing out over here, my outer actions will definitely penetrate and they will make an impression on my inner emotions as well. Like he's saying, do something on an outer manifestation of an inspiration, to show how much you love something, and how much you have respect for the simcha, how much happiness you have. In its right time, this is what you need to do. Just as it is, I'll see it on his face. And with his motions, call the lecha Don't be afraid of people laughing at you. Hamaligin lemerzik yurad looks like you're being, being, uh, you know, being overly, uh, not going beyond yourself. This is what you should do. Kis oris chitzon, because an outward manifestation ma'oravagaram hisoris pnimi. What we do on the outside will definitely have an impact on the inside. I just want to share a story with you. This is something uh, that. I happened with one of my Tamil many years ago. I'm going to deliberately say it in general so that it shouldn't uh, you know, find its way to the address. But anyway, uh, one of my students was in a profession and uh, he, did, he couldn't find a job in that profession. So you had to, uh, out of desperation, in order to pay the rent and pay his bills, he needed to um, take on a different job. And he told me, he says, I don't like the job. You know, I, I just don't like it. So I told him, I said, you know what you should do? You should take a picture of your family and you keep it with you. And, and as long as you're doing this job, I said, you just look at that picture and you say to yourself, I'm not doing this job. I'm showing how much I love my family. What I'm doing now is not, the, I'm not doing the job. I'm expressing one of the ways that how, how much I care about my family. If we look at things from a, from a certain perspective, then it takes on a whole different meaning. It's not going through a menial task. And the same thing over here, when we, we want to inspire ourselves and we're doing things, you know, mitzvahs and things like that. It, these are ways of showing how much I love Hashem and how much I care for, how much I appreciate what I've been given in life. That's, that's what mitzvahs are all about. If I look at it as just a perfunctory action, so then after a while, I, it becomes, I, I'm not inspired by it anymore. It just becomes, you know, happenstance. But if a person looks at it, not as just going through the motions of doing things, but rather as an expression of my love and my appreciation of everything that Hashem has given me in my life, and it takes on a whole different approach, a whole different attitude. And Bezra Hashem, this is, a, this is one of the steps that we can take in our, are pre preparing to coming for Kabbalah Satora. Okay, we'll stop over here, gentlemen, unless there are any questions. If not, then uh, I wish you a Chodesh Tov, a very special Rosh Chodesh. We're coming close, and Bezor Hashem will continue tomorrow then. Okay.
Have an amazing day. Oh, yeah. Thank you, Rabbi. Yeah. I would just tell everybody. Yeah, I posted well. something on the chat, Rabbi Sternberg. Uh, in this past week's uh, Torah Savigdor, yeah. uh, something similar to what Rabbi was saying, Rabbi Vigdor Miller says, to make lists of things that you know that bother you and to constantly carry it in your pocket and go over it, even when the things aren't bothering you. And then when the thing actually happens, you have built up, you know, uh, I don't know if it's a resistance, but a sort of a tolerance for those things more than not being, uh, you know, having these types of lists or pictures. Yeah. All right. Thank you very much. Have a good day. Thank you. To Chodesh Tov, everyone. Okay. Be well. Chodesh Tov, Rabbi. That was beautiful. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Welcome. Pleasure. Okay. Mayo, is that you? Yep. Yep. Um, Okay, so uh, we thank you for the shear. Thank you very much, Mayor, for sponsoring the shear. My, my pleasure. <laughs> very much. Thank you, Rabbi. That was awesome. Oh, David, how are you? <laughs> Good to see you. Okay. Good to see right. you, Rabbi. <laughs> Bye. Okay, all, the, all the best. Okay, take care. Bye.